Monster Life with Brent and Jeff. The long-awaited return of the Altar Life, brand new. Where have we been? Where have we been? We've been enjoying the summer, y'all. Hopefully you have. Yeah. All you kids out there, sorry. School is back in session, and you're dreading the next nine, ten months. But that's okay. You've got the Altar Life here with you. We're here to help you through your Labor Day weekend. Hopefully you enjoy it. I was saying to my wife, it's interesting, because she had to work on her birthday. I said, isn't yes. it weird that you have to work on your birthday, but you get off on Labor Day? Interesting. It's kind of weird. It's like, hmm. a, it's like, why do we drive on parkways and park on driveways? Why is the board abbreviation so long? <laughs> <laughs> if we <laughs> squeeze olives to get olive oil, how do we get baby oil? <laughs> Whoa. Squeeze a bottle. <laughs> Wait. We anyway. have um, some fresh new topics for you. Hopefully you'll stay tuned for the next two hours. we got the best Christian music you'll ever hear along with some fun and relevant discussions from the Word of God. That's how we roll here on The Altar Life. Tonight's episode, The Biggest Loser. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. And um, I would be a loser if it wasn't for Christ. How about you, Jeff? I would be. Loser in the negative sense. In the negative sense. But God calls us to be losers in a very positive sense. That's correct. And that's what we're going to be talking about this evening. You know, this next, this week and next week, kind of like a two-part mini-series on... Uh, you know, <laughs> what it's like to, to get out of obesity as a Christian, kind of. <laughs> um, but some things that, you know, as we grow in our lives, in our walks with Christ, you know, we get we get chunky in a way. <laughs> we get husky. Yeah. <laughs> we get all this stuff that we don't need hanging around our midsection of our Christian <laughs> lives. And <laughs> I remember on a very old episode of The Altar Life, Brent brought up a, a specific story in his life where the word husky was, I don't know if he recalls. Yeah. I remember that story. That <laughs> was a yeah. good one. Yeah, it was. Do you want to mention it? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to lead you into it. Oh, sorry. Give you a little well, you know, rant well, thing. Yeah, well, you know, you know, I, I was um, junior high and I was getting a little chunky. And uh, my mom basically threatened me and said, I will not buy you husky pants. And she made me go on a diet. <laughs> so um, I did. Husky, that's the best I cut word back on the, on the junk food. And that's and actually what happened was I grew 10 inches that summer. So I was just storing up for the, for you know, the, the gro- Yeah, for the, for the growth spurt. So. Yeah. You just got stretched like Stretch Armstrong. Yep. My mom like would gl- super glued my hands to the coat hanger in the yeah. closet, so basically just stretched me out. <laughs> and, then I, and now like, I'm six mom, six. Can I can I come out for dinner? No, not until you're <laughs> no longer husky. I hated that question. You know, I'm tall, so you get all those like tall jokes, you know. And I always hated the, you know, the uh, you know, how'd you get so tall? Like, of course, I there was some formula that I, <laughs> there's some tall plan that I went on. Just like you know, when you want to lose weight and you go on that like diet plan yeah. <laughs> like somehow i needed that to grow big um and i was just tell people mom my mom slipped miracle grow in my bottle that's how it <laughs> happened but and everybody um, goes oh, 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 actually so you say that to like older women right because they just think exactly just, oh, the bee's knees yeah the bee's knees <laughs> the cat's pajamas man oh man but i'm excited about this topic in the next one next week just you know playing off of some of these weight loss titles but yeah. the biggest loser tonight We want to get out of our lethargy as Christians. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that word, but it's okay. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Selfish Song by Paul Coleman Trio. That's sad that he had to write a song about that. But guess what, people? We're selfish. selfish. I'm selfish. And there's a song about it. We just played it. 
Mm-hmm. So check it out. And I like to eat shellfish. <laughs> selfish, and I like to eat shellfish. What is something that Jesus speaks of more than many other topics that he does cover in his 33 years of life on earth and also throughout the Bible is pride and selfishness. And what, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight with this whole topic of being the biggest loser. You know, the TV show, The Biggest Loser, hopefully they don't sue us for using their name. But uh, <laughs> don't tell the whole thing right. is like, oh, The Biggest Loser, that sounds so bad. But really, you want to be The Biggest Loser. It's kind of like in golf when you want to have a low score. Right. It's like that whole, wait a minute. <laughs> Whoa, turn the tide, turn the tables on us. But um, counterintuitive. Yeah, to quote Brian from the altar light. <laughs> to quote <laughs> <laughs> Quoting anyway. yourself. Yeah, I love that. Speaking about yourself in the third person, it's excellent. But um, Brent enjoys that too. Yeah, <laughs> and me, and and me as well. <laughs> uh, anyway, Jesus talks about being the biggest loser for the kingdom of God, and the, uh, as we know from Brent of the Ultra Life, the kingdom of God is most often counterintuitive. When it talks about gaining, you need to lose. When it talks about wanting to be exalted, then you need to humble yourself. Everything is always the opposite of what the world says, and Jesus speaks about it in Mark chapter. 8 verse 34 which was where we're going to be spending most of the night Um, he says whoever desires to come after me let him deny himself take up his cross and follow me for who desires to save his life will lose it and whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it if you miss the altar life log on to www.thealtarlife.com and listen to the most recent episodes that was death of me by red deny yourself take up your cross what was the cross it was the means of execution it wasn't like we have like oh take up your cross and you have a t-shirt that says i took up my cross today can you tell <laughs> do i have splinters on my back you see my gold cross on my neck <laughs> this I isn't took it up this isn't a uh, a pre you know a poetic imagery type of a thing when jesus said take up your cross deny yourself basically what he was saying is you your life ends here when you come to follow christ your life ends, his life begins anew inside of us. That's what it means to be born again. It's not Jeff is born again and now he's Jeff again. It's, <laughs> there's a new creation built up inside from the Lord and the spirit lives inside of me and hopefully I'm, I'm different than I was. Yeah, in fact, Jeff, Jeff's name used to be spelled J-E-F-F but when he got saved, God changed his name to G-E-O-F-F. Yes, like Such. Saul became Paul. <laughs> I always thought that he should have changed it a little more. Because it oh, probably like, added some confusion. Everybody's like, hey, Saul. That's oh, Paul, actually. Paul, actually. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Since when did that letter change? <laughs> I, I was that just was thinking when you are talking about picking up your cross, taking your cross up, I was like, I wish more people in the world had less bones to pick, but <laughs> had, had less bones to pick and more crosses to pick up. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I always like, I got a bone to pick with you. You know that phrase? <laughs> it's like, so, it's so such a random, random quote. But yeah. You know, I've got something to talk to you about, you know, and it's like, what if we had more, you know, man, I really need to pick my cross up in this situation and die to myself because, you know, my pride and my selfishness is just kind of getting in the way of this. Um, just random thought. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking about that, but you were talking about picking up your cross. And I was, for some reason, bone <laughs> picking, with, you know, the bone pick with you phrase popped in yeah. my head. So, and, but, uh, you know, something that that we hear in the, the philosophical jargon of the world that we live in today is all about you know it's all about you basically it's yourself and how you can go find yourself well nowhere does it say go find yourself he says deny yourself find the cross follow me <laughs> you know there's a 
there's a, a something that we're supposed to keep our eyes set on, and that's Jesus Christ and everything else, every other earthly desire, or, you know, as we talked about in our Servanthood series, being content, following Jesus, not worrying about earthly things. We'll talk about that a little bit as we go on as well. Let's become biggest losers for Jesus. So back to this verse we've been talking. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow after me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. You know, it clarifies that. I like, you know, whoever loses my life for my sake, it's not like, you know, it isn't the verse of that makes suicide okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, because a lot of times they're doing that to get away from their situation. Um, you know, but, you know, the world is all about that. It's like, you know, whenever we get our, our, our fleshly um, reaction to pain and suffering and discomfort in this world is to fix it, right? Is to like... Well, you know, I, this is really uncomfortable for me to like serve in this environment, so I'm just going to like get out of it because yeah. it's scary, you know. Instead of like just dying to self and letting yourself just be used by the Lord in the situation or um you know, th- this concept, I mean, I admit I'm like so convicted every time I read these <laughs> verses like and I don't think as I grow in maturity in Christ, I still don't think I'm ever going to read these verses with comfort because there's so much more of the flesh and there's going to be flesh in me, you know, until the day I die. That was Paradigm by Altogether Separate. It's a great song. I love when he's like, so I can gain it back again. He's so epic when he sings that part. <laughs> when the, the music stops, he's just like, Sorry. I just pictured the music video in my head. Check out the Altogether Separate Paradigm music video. It'll blow your mind. Anyway, uh, that's, that's not a, what I was that planning on saying. That's a testimonial. was brought to you by <laughs> the letter Q, the number seven. Uh, but what, what I really wanted and to say. And Subway. Wait, no, that's the biggest loser. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I really wanted to say was how Brent was talking about, you know, there is that qualifying statement in there where he says, for my sake. And, you know, we see people around the world that are willing to lose their life and and you know if this isn't talking about like go and like kill people and then kill yourself like some you know radical religions teach and that you'll get rewards in heaven that's not what it's talking about here it's it's saying i love how he says it's for my sake and the gospels which is the good news why would you you know this is about laying your life down so that others can find the good news of jesus christ not just so that you can get for yourself like some other religions teach and uh, you know that's a that's the huge difference people try to lump Christianity in with other radical religions and it's not because it's all about others it's not about destroying others it's not about getting for yourself it's always about giving for the uh, the next person in line yeah and ultimately it's like following Jesus's lead I mean Jesus came here and he's our perfect example of what this was I mean of all people who had a right to stand up and save his own life because he didn't deserve to die um, you know he was he went to death you know um, on the cross he took up his cross um, and died for us and and because why because of the good news and for God's sake I mean he was doing it to glorify his father in heaven and to, to let the good news of Christ of, of forgiveness for us uh, become a reality and I mean that's what we should be living our lives out for others in this world to be the exact same way you know mm-hmm. to die to ourselves to live for Christ um, and, and for the good news and for his sake to glorify our father in heaven um, and to share the good news and the, that example out to a dying world the altar life music, music. Truth. truth real 
period. That was Lose Control by House of Heroes. That's the thing that we have such a hard time doing, especially in the world that we live in. It's all about gaining control and, you know, getting more people to be in control of and, and having, you know, taking the bull by its horns and going and, you know, just taking your life and, and shooting to the moon or whatever. <laughs> I just pictured that Saturday Night Live sketch with Chris Farley and he's like, I'm going to take the world by the tail. And I'm gonna... <laughs> he's like, you're going to end up living in a van down by the river. That's oh, yeah. kind of like, that's awesome. we act like that's like a bad thing, but hey, <laughs> Jesus said, whoever desires to come after me must first lose his life so that he can save it. And, you know, what does it profit? He says, for someone to gain the whole world and lose his own soul. And that is the, that's the world that we live in. They strive to gain this material. Pass, you know, the world is passing away. The Bible says that the, you know, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, of the eyes, the pride of life, it's all of the world and it's passing away. And you know, that's what the world is, is striving for. And they have at it. You know, they go for it. But we as Christians are called to lose all those things. All those things that we feel that we have this need for. We're called to just lose those things, just just cast them aside and say there's something better. Next up, we're going to play a quote from Alan Redpath. We played this on our 100th episode. We thought it was so worthwhile to play it again. All on the Altar by Alan Redpath. Nobody has regretted putting all on the altar. And the fire falls upon the burnt offering. And the Holy Spirit comes in fullness upon the life that is utterly yielded to him. Lord Jesus, thou who hast offered thyself as a burnt offering for us, grant that we here today may offer ourselves to thee without reservation, that all may be on the altar. And blessed Spirit of God, come with all thy fire upon the offering and consume the dross, the sin, the unworthiness, and flow through us in power, in blessing. We ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. That was a double play by PFR. That last song was already before the station ID. You heard Pour Me Out. Get me out of here. That's exactly what I feel like when there's a clown in the room. <laughs> Get me out of here. Here comes now, the entertainment. All right, this is unbelievable, and I just had to... This is this is a perfect time to talk about this unbelievable, because my son, my poor son, he's, you know, not three yet, okay? And uh, my wife thought it'd be fun to take him to the mall, because there was going to be a clown there doing magic. Magic and, uh, clowns. You know, magic, like, stupid tricks, okay. you know, and I'm dressed up like a clown, it'll be fun. Yeah. He saw one look at that clown and went, Mommy, I want to go home. <laughs> and he was scared. And I realized, this is traumatic yeah. for kids. These peop- these grown adults dressed up like creepy looking, big nose and ears and shoes <laughs> and weird flowers that shoot water and things that are like really weird. And Lipstick. <laughs> for a three-year-old looking at this monster. Yeah, you know? that's ridiculous. And he's supposed to be happy and all cheery and stuff. And not only that, but then I started thinking, how really ridiculous is it that, just to take it a step further, just not just clowns, but stuffed people in stuffed costumes? <laughs> and why do we need to stand next to these people and take our picture with them? <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, if this guy didn't have a costume on, I wouldn't care to have my picture yeah. taken with this person. 
How come they're not allowed to talk? That's true. They I, can't talk ever. They, they just wave talk. and just look wave. through their mouth. They, they can see out through the mouth. <laughs> if it's a but creature I mean, with mouth clowns, open. I think it, it all stems from an irrational fear that's been basically put into our brains by Hollywood. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, I guess they insane might have. clown posse. Are we kidding here? <laughs> or like the tactical exactly killer, killer clowns. clowns. I forget there was. <laughs> it's one of those movies you're looking through, like the B movie section of the video store. Yeah. It doesn't call it B movie. It's like cult classics, and I'm like, this isn't a cult classic. This is the occult. <laughs> yeah, right. But exactly. it was like, I scream, you scream, we all scream for clowns or something like that. Oh. Like the you know the little catchphrases yeah. on video boxes. That would be an unbelievable in and of itself. But the, the, the clown. It's always like happy clown, happy clown, death clown. <laughs> and you're like, whoa. <laughs> I thought he, his name was Bozo. <laughs> no, it's short for Bazooka Clown. <laughs> <laughs> they always had like little names like I don't know, Chippy the Clown, and like yeah, exactly Zip, Zippy. How come there's never like a George the Clown? That would be awesome. <laughs> my my wife's uncle looks like a clown, and his name's Bernie, and it's great because <laughs> I always think Bernie the Clown. It's a perfect name. Is he an albino? No. With really bright red lips from eating a red popsicle? Yes. He does have red lips. <laughs> but think about it. Like, when we see clown, like people with white face paint and, like, red, like, bright colors, you think of, like, like villains, like the Joker and stuff. Like, you think of, like, these scary creatures. And let's go have our kids, like, hang out with them. Doesn't make sense. I give up. I'm anti-clown, but (laughs) not to offend any of the clowns out there. But all these Christian clowns are going to be up in arms, like which is a funny phrase. I always want to up in arms. They're just going to be running with arms down and legs. (laughs) (laughs) They're all going to be coming in. We always are. But I give the gospel when I'm a clown, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Good for you. I'm glad you're using that. Well, clowns need the gospel too. Yeah, they need to get saved. They need it more. (laughs) Yeah, because they're clowns. Uh, I was Quit a clown. clowning around. I know I'm a clown. We're Brent and I are clowns, but we don't need makeup don't and need like makeup and a big fake nose and a horn that speaks for me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, if you're out there and you're preaching know. the gospel while clowning, more power to you. Yeah. Just don't come to my house. Don't scare my kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll cry. He'll cry. So, anyway, just and make I will your make balloon you cry. Make your ba- make your balloon animals not dressed up in a clown suit. Yeah, it's not yeah. that hard. Oversized pants be gone. Because anyway, but when you're wearing baggy clothes, let's clean up afterwards. Yeah, you lose a lot of weight. Ah, uh, <laughs> tie back into the top. Get rid of those baggy clothes. You want to wear form-fitting clothes? Here it comes. <laughs> Because being a clown and wearing baggy pants is not the Christian thing to do. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I, I was just, you know, thinking back to this verse. Um, the verse 37, which we haven't read yet tonight, it says, Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? And it's like, what price tag can you put on your eternity? And, um, you know, as we talk about this biggest loser thing, um, what we're basically saying is that we're, we're giving up Having the need to be successful in this life, and I don't even mean like, you know, you know, having the nice car, being, you know, well-to-do. That's not <laughs> what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is having our perspective, giving up the need to have our perspective to chase something that's temporary um, in exchange for giving up the thing that's going to last forever. Um, our souls last forever, whether you, you know, believe that or not tonight. Um, there is an eternity. There is life after death. There is our soul will last forever. And, um, you know, Jesus is basically saying, you know, where is that soul going to exist forever? You know, are you going to just trade away your eternity for something so temporal like 
you know, a fancy car or it could be even just your, your, you know, thinking you're cool or not. Um, are you going to give that your soul away just for that temporary thing? Um, or is it going to be, is it going to mean something more to you? And um, you're going to treasure your soul in the sense that you're going to give up anything that distracts from where it's and should be. And that's eternity with Christ. Yeah. The, the idea of me in control of my life, there's no good that can come of that. It's just like bloody debris cast strewn about and it's just it's a mess it's like bloody debris it's like (laughs) what is that take me never ridden on a motorcycle before send me off on a highway on a motorcycle what's gonna happen (laughs) bloody debris (laughs) bloody debris (laughs) it's awful I'm sorry but it's the truth it's road pizza people but (laughs) but when I when I give up the rights to make the decisions in my own life and I put my life in God's hands he's the one that protects it it's like you know, you know, it's a classic example when somebody wears glasses and they want to play basketball and they say, hey, can you hold on to my glasses for me? There it is right there. That's the entire theological discussion we're having. They're trying to protect that precious thing. So our life is a precious thing. It was so precious that God sent his son to die on the cross so that we could have life. We don't want to wreck it. We give it into his hands so he protects it and he ultimately is going to give it back to us and then some. And that's what we're talking about here tonight. Lose your life. Everybody's so paranoid. Oh, if I become a Christian and I stop drinking, I stop sleeping with my girlfriend or my boyfriend, everybody's going to think I'm a loser. Good. <laughs> be a loser for and Jesus. And not everybody will, you know. That's true. That's just deception. Yep. You're just being deceived if you think that tonight. We're having a good time here on The Altar Life. Thankful to be back for another Altar Life show after a few weeks of repeats. But, Jeff, it was very... Uh, it was a good break for us and uh, re- rejuvenated. We're coming back a lot, you know, with another fresh Alter Life show new. So. Yeah, I think it was necessary. I, th- I think we went, uh, let me see, it was like episode 94 to 108 without a break, yeah. something like that. And, uh, you know, that's that's a lot coming up with those topics and, and really, you know, it takes its toll. We got full-time jobs and all that stuff, but we're thankful that God has given us this outlet to, uh, to basically, to essentially preach the gospel to the lost and to encourage the believer. And, uh, you know, what better topic than to take the words in red spoken by Jesus Christ himself? You know, this this specific portion, which is in most of the Gospels, I think he, he hits on this. So, you know, whenever you see something that's in more than one Gospel, take heed. Because they, they all, you know, the Holy Spirit who wrote this book found it necessary to repeat and repeat and repeat so that we got it hammered into our heads. And this topic of losing your life so that you can find it. If you're trying to save your life, you're trying to gain for yourself, and not just in the material sense, but you're trying to have control of it. I want to make my life so that, you know, when I get to, you know, the big man in the sky, he's going to have to let me into heaven because I live my life so well. Well, you can throw that idea right out the window because Jesus is in control. And as we said before, you know, the way of the kingdom of God is usually opposite, and that's what this next song is about. It's Opposite Way by Leland. And that song, Opposite Way, is great because it's, it's about how Jesus set the example of doing things in a way that no one would have expected the Messiah to do. For the Messiah who was going to save the world, to, to allow himself to be crucified, to take up his own cross, to lead by example, and that's the thing that's so great about Jesus is that he's never asked us to do anything that he didn't do. You know, he set the example. He's like, okay, I'm going to live a life... 33 years on this earth and I'm going to show people how they should live and he's you know he said take up your cross because he took up his cross for us so we're to take up our cross for him and that's you know that's the gist of tonight obviously I was thinking about the story in the Old Testament about Abraham and Isaac you know and how 
God asked him to give up the most precious thing that he had for him, and uh, which was his son, and to put his son on the altar. Talking about our show, the altar yeah. life, you know, putting his son up on the altar, um, and Abraham having enough faith and trust in the Lord to know that the Lord had not had you know ill thoughts toward his son or toward him, but loved him. Um, he trusted that the Lord would somehow make this okay, and um, he walked in obedience and he walked in faith, and that takes a lot of faith to. You know, to put that thing up that you're that you're thinking about tonight. You know, we toss around this thought of you know giving up your life and all this stuff. But what are you know? When I break it down, you really think about your life and you take inventory tonight. What are those things that you know? You say, I mean, I couldn't live without this. You know, this is so much of who I am that's not Christ. That if I give that up, man, what will I have? You know, it's almost like we're sometimes we find our identity in those things um, that aren't Christ, and ultimately. You know, as Christ asks us to lay those things down and to take up our cross, to lay down those passions or those desires that we have and to take up our cross for Christ, you know, then then he becomes the thing that we can't live without. He becomes the thing that needs to be our soul sufficiency. Um, and just like Abraham gave up Isaac, you know, the Lord said, here's Isaac. But, you know, it was I, I bet you it was so the relationship that he had with his son and that. You know, having having been given that back from the Lord must have made that relationship so much more deep and so much more meaningful to Abraham, knowing that he could have had seen his last, you know, for for his son. So um, pretty neat, pretty neat thing to think about. What Brent was talking about is so right on the head. I mean, in Hebrews, it actually says that Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. He believed in God's promises. What did what did God promise Abraham? He said, from you are going to be all the nations, you know, more than the stars in the sky, more than the sands on the seashore. And then he tells him to kill his only son. And it said that Abraham believed that God was even able to raise Isaac from the dead to fulfill his promise about yeah. the inheritance that he was going to receive. And that would have to be raising him from the ashes because it was going to be a burnt offering. Think about that. Like, if there's anything in our lives that we are unwilling to yield so that we can have Christ, then that's idolatry. We need to, to give that up. You know, and that's personal relationships, that's material things, that's even just our own idea of how our life should be. Just to wrap up this topic, the biggest loser, and um, I don't know, like in way of application, I think it's kind of obvious, we've been talking about it all night, but you know, what are what's the stumbling block? Um, if you really are sit down and be honest with yourself, what's the thing that prevents you from, you know, being completely willing to just lay down your life and denying yourself? Like what's that thing that you're holding up over God right now tonight and, you know, holding on to with more force than Jesus? And, um, you know, what, what, are, what aren't you willing to lose for his sake? Yeah. You know, that's a good question to ask. I think that that hits everybody where they're at because it it's, it's totally personal, totally specific to you. Only you know what that thing is. And as Brent said, you know, what is that, that one thing? that you know that God is asking you to give up. And you're like, well, if I give up, then God's going to make me do something that I don't want to do. But when we give our life to God, God is in control, and we're totally yielded and and fully surrendered. We're like, God, whatever you want. It's the the heart attitude, and it always comes back to the heart with God, obviously. But we we think of how God's going to treat us if we will give up that thing. But what it is is that that thing that we're holding on to is actually warping our mind into... Painting, painting this picture of God as though he's going to do something that we don't want him to do. When, you know, get rid of that thought right out of your head. If you give up your life, God's going to protect it and he's going to make it even better 
than what you ever thought for yourself. Yeah. So let's give it up. And people. the ultimate point is, is that Jesus loves you more than you would ever know. And he, you know, if you love somebody, you wouldn't make their lives miserable for the, for your sake. Yeah. You know, Jesus wants to make your life abound for your sake yeah. and for his and to glorify his father in heaven. So with that, we'll be out of here. And until next week, be cool cats. And live for Christ. Mm-hmm.